Welcome, Sojourners. You have found yourself a cozy place in Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Fairy and the Free. Like you, the Sojourners are on a mission. They face conflict and sometimes even danger. And in this most recent production, the Sojourners have a quest to acquire a book from Crankshaft's Cottage, the only place that Baldtop Library is unable to acquire. Will they find the book in time for the young man to recover? Or will the Cult of the Dead Three add another murder to its tally? And so for now, our story continues. Uh, oh, I did not realize that was still in there. Whew. That was that a was good a, one. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that surprised me. <laughs> Samoon, at that moment, too, you suddenly realize that the couch you were sitting on is a lot softer than you thought it was, and you feel yourself sink into the couch in an appropriate fashion. For the last eight hours, you have felt strangely light. Mm, I must stay off of any soups that be bolt up. I apparently have gained some weight while I have been here. <laughs> Birdie, what other types of food do they have at the bolt up? I am curious now that I'm on the subject. We have not eaten all day. Oh. I'm a little hungry. Well, I mean, I think they have uh, turkey legs. Um, and that's pretty much all I know, because that's all I eat is the turkey legs. Lawn reinforces that. Yeah, I think they do have turkey legs. Please, Eldon will be fine. I know you're worried about this, but I'm also worried about the young man and stopping the spread of this cult. I do think we should head over there then. I am in agreement. I I think we, I was mostly concerned for Elden because I know Trina was feeling very bad for him. So if Trina, if you are okay with us going, then then I too will go. Yeah, I think we've put this off long enough. Hey, Trina, do you think that while we are here, they might be able to, uh, to help with? And I kind of gesture to the scarf, but I don't want to like be awkward about it. Kalan is busy, off busy giving instructions, and uh, I, I, I don't, I don't want to trouble the mages. You know, I mean, if they could, it'd be really nice. Perhaps when we get back, Elden will be fine, and we can ask them. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. It'll. Uh, you think he'll want to see us again? If I were frozen in a block of ice like that, I would want to see the people that I last saw. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, let's go. Let's go see if we can talk to Crankshaft. I'm wondering if I pretend to apologize to him, if he'll let us in and and be nice to us. And by pretend to apologize, I mean genuinely feel so sorry for raising my voice to him. Yeah, totally. I think if we. Uh, quickly stop by the ball top and just grab some turkey legs to go. We can bring some for him as a gift and maybe he'll like us because people like food. That's a good idea. Except for his dogs, apparently. And I'm glad we did not go through with our plan. It would have been very bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. We'll go pick up some takeout and we'll bring him some dinner and I'll tell our lunch, breakfast. What time is it? Whatever. Yeah, nine o'clock. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll bring him some breakfast and uh, yeah, we'll just tell him that I'm sorry and see what happens. 
And so you progress to Bald Top Brew and people have already gone inside. You wait a little while. Turkey leg seems like a strange thing to ask for breakfast in the morning, but sure enough, they're able to, um, after Birdie motions towards the turkey legs being in a certain closet, the confused waitstaff brings out the turkey legs, surprised that you knew exactly where they were. Um, with everything in hand and your plan fully set to go, you arrive upon the door of the authentic cottage of the Court of Air. It's right there in the middle and it's got a proud sign in the front that says keep off my lawn you are at the front door and <laughs> how do you proceed does somebody else want to do the talking i mean Bertie and i can do the talking yeah sure knock 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 you hear a little bit of a delay your shuffling of the feet. The door opens. A small, diminutive creature, a large mushroom cap for a head. No eyes, no mouth, but very long appendages that have formed into fingers, like a small fungal creature. Opens the door, and in the back you see Crankshaft with a, a, a flask in his hand. He motions over, and he's in his pajamas. He says, "What? Why'd you open the door? I oh." You again. Don't just stand out there for everybody to see me in my underwear. Come on inside. As you step into this cottage, the front room is filled with all kinds of books. There's a table on the right-hand side where books have been laid out and notes have been left scattered. The small mushroom creature stomps off, leaving a trail of spores and dirt. It goes and he says, get back in there and clean the kitchen. Crankshaft pockets the flask and says, you shut the door, shut the door. What are y'all doing here? What do you want? Oh, hello again, sir. We have, uh, we have brought you breakfast. And to, and to further, uh, speak with you. If, if you will allow us a moment of your time. He grabs the breakfast and says, I already ate. I eat every morning at 635. It's a little late for breakfast. Or is well, that the time you youngins get up nowadays? I mean, food is food. So you don't have to regulate it to one particular time of day, I guess. You can have it any time. Yeah. Uh, in this case, maybe maybe you can save it for later. We just, you know, you don't have to make any more. It's for you for later. Would you please get to the point? All oh, right, the point. Bertie, what is the point? Uh, uh, we need a book. Oh, was that so? At yeah. Bald Top Library, you need a book. Uh, the bastion of civilization and knowledge and wisdom. And you come to Crankshaft Cottage for a book. You look like you have a library and a lot of books. And the book that we look for in the library is in there. And I don't know exactly what the book says because I barely can read. But, um... We need a book to help make the guy in the health lodge, the healing room, whatever it's called, uh, better. And how on earth did you know to come to me? It's a lucky guess. I mean, are you saying you have such a book? We just, you know, we were been in at the healing lodge for the last couple days and we overheard the plight of the man and we thought, 
Well, maybe maybe we should ask Mr. Crankshaft, because we know that you have such good books that aren't found in the library. So we were just his, hopeful. He cuts his eyes over to you. It looks like he's not buying your story. He says, I think I've had enough of you, young lady. He didn't. He does not seem to appreciate the uh, playing dumb card. Or the, the, feign, the feigning, yeah. He doesn't seem to appreciate that. In this moment of assessment, you each of you ask a question about this scene. Besides the books and the weird mushroom creature, is there anything else sort of unusual, like about the house? Yeah, well, it's not unusual, but he has a very, I mean, it's very, not cluttered, but it's well stocked. And there's maybe two of everything. He's got a grandfather clock in the in the room, and then there's another one that's kind of pushed into the corner. He's got some uh, magic items that are kind of stored. Yeah, it, he seems like to have a lot of well-stocked things, but there's no real, it doesn't look, it's clean, but it's not completely organized. The nugget that I feel you gave us, uh, or at least Simone in this instance, is that Crankshaft likes direct talk, which is what Callian said. So I'm trying to think how would Samoon go about directly talking? Yeah, and I, I would just reassure that as you look into this, as you look into his house, it looks a little bit more like a workshop rather than a home. Gotcha. He's got these mushroom myconids working for him. It's the dog is kind of the both dogs. Now you see Pete and repeat. They're both sleeping in the corner snoring. So the house itself again um, is it's quaint. It, it seems very it's not a, it's quaint and it's homey. It's not organized like Bald Top Library. Right. Right. It's not regimented okay. either. So yeah. Yeah. So if that helps with any decisions. I don't think I have a question because I okay. think I know what Tareen is going to do now with having his comment of I think I've had enough of you this morning. Okay. Um, I think I know what she's going to do right. with Go my nugget it. of him being direct. So Trina's is just going to look at him and just be like, look, what do you want us to say? Yeah, they told us to try to break in here and steal your book, but we thought that that was really wrong. So we were going to come and try to ask you nicely. And then, and then my boss came and she yelled at me and she slapped me. And I think I permanently damaged my friend Eldon is hurt. And we just asked you for help, and now you're yelling at us, and I don't know what you want from me. And she just just starts sobbing. Like, I'm sorry you don't want to deal with me. Nobody wants to deal with me. That's why I got stuck in a tree, and that's why I'm stuck in a library. <sighs> and how does it smell in the room as your feature of Aladrin, like with the, the seasons? I would say it starts to smell a little bit like that um, rain on the horizon, like a thunderstorm building. You're in the Midwest, so you know, a thunderstorm building in the Midwest and you get that like kind of charge in the air. It's just her emotions are just storming through her because she's had a rough morning. Interesting. Okay. I'll hold that check. Uh, Samoon, factoring that in, how do you contribute to this challenge? After she spilled all of that out. It's kind of, yeah, it's a skill challenge all happening at once. So yeah, I'm just wondering, this is the big push to convince him. So how are you contributing? I would say maybe Trina came first in the initiative. So how would you, how would you contribute? That changes what I was thinking. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Well, uh, uh, Birdie, do you want to contribute first? Please, yes. <laughs> 
Bertie sidesteps over to Trina and just kind of like strokes the back of her hair. Okay. Okay. You know, and she's like, calm down. You're starting to sweat and smell worse than me. And then, um, she I am calm. looks at Cranky and says, I know you have all these books here and you probably know what every book is said and you know what's in every book. I'm not really a smart person, but we really could use some help. He adds a little clarification. He says, for your sick friend. Yes, for for my sick friend and hopefully to help nobody else get sick too in this town. Yes, Mr. Kirchhoff, we, we do not mean to take up your time. Uh, we are truly here just to help a person in need and we have received information that a book might be in your possession that can help them and all we are asking is if you would be so willing to please just help us with this one thing and then we will be out of your way and samoon when you say that the blink dog wakes up and boom leaps over at you and he's got like a little ball and he keeps nudging and then the other one boom moves back over and they're kind of like both staring at you two slobbering tennis balls in their mouth and they're motioning towards you. His eyebrows, Crankshaft's eyebrows kind of go up, seemingly pleased that his do- the dogs like you. He puts up a hand to you, Traina, and he takes a deep breath and he says in Sylvan, I'm sorry. And then he shakes his head. No, 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 and he says, hello. And he stops for a minute. Go, he goes to the bookshelf and he pulls out a book and you see Book of Healing. It's got the gold trim on it. He says, this is what you're looking for. He says, tell you what, y'all seem to be getting in all kinds of trouble. I'll make a deal with you. Take this book, make sure you get it back to me upon your word, and then I want you to come by and visit me in seven days. Come drink some coffee at 4.30 p.m. And you're going to tell me about everything that's happened, good stories of adventure, and that'll be your payment. Does that sound all right? His voice drops to a low, calm speech. You mean like just the adventures we have in the next seven days or all the adventures we've had before now? No, no, that that would overwhelm me, I'm sure. Just just seven days of adventure. Okay, sure. And she says in Sylvan, I'm sorry too, as she's like drying her tears. He then hears what you say and he issues out the appropriate response of, you're welcome. <laughs> he smiles a little bit, pleased that he was able to exercise that language once again. The dog's just almost knocking you over, Simone. He says, would you please throw the dang ball? <laughs> oh, most definitely. <laughs> Goes flying out the window and the dogs, boom, boom, disappear into his backyard. Boom, boom, catch the ball. With the book in your hand, he closes the door behind you and the court of air stands. Do you indeed take the book to Kalan, to Sylvia? They gratefully accept it. They thumb through it. They bring over and they read through it. I mean, you see these readers just taking shift after shift, reading through gobs of information. And finally, they come to it and confirm their greatest fear that this is indeed a curse of Baal someone stabbed with this blade 
Kalandin looks at you, or actually Sylvia at this moment, she looks at you, Samoon, and says, I don't understand how you recovered. You should be six feet under the ground by now. Samoon, do you, do you know, forgive me for being so direct, but do you know who your parents are? You have the markings, a plane walker. I've thought that before, and this is my only logical reasoning why you are not dead. What do you think? I've never thought about my parents before as far as having any knowledge of who they were. I don't even remember what they looked like. I was just in an orphanage of my life. Has there ever been moments in your life where you felt like you would be more at home in the sky than the ground? I think at points, perhaps, I have noticed that I have been growing closer to the air um, over time. And I guess I just attributed it to the desert where I am from because it is very open and air flows so freely there. But I have never considered living in the sky. I don't quite know how to do that. <laughs> the elven female looks at you, her eyes glint with starlight. And she says, how long can you hold your breath? Try. Oh, I can, I can do that for a very long time. And he just sits there. She looks at her sundial, her watch and counts the seconds, the smile increasing with the amount of minutes that go by. Birdie and Trina, you see now counting four minutes down. The moon has held his breath without breathing. How do you respond to this? Birdie tries to hold her breath along with him, but then gives up after 30 seconds. Sylvia ah. stifles a laugh as Birdie nearly passes out on the floor. I would say Trina's used to seeing unusual creatures. Um, so she's really just kind of getting bored. Like, why are we still doing this? He already said he can hold his breath for a long time. Do we have to see it too? Like her attention is just wandering. Sylvia puts up a hand and asks you to release a breath, which should come as easy as if you were just talking. Have you been able to do that your whole life? I guess so. I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't quite remember when I learned that I could do that, but when I get really afraid, I would go into the corner and I would just hold my breath and hope that no one would find me. And uh, no one really did. And then I would get bored and then I would come out and say, hello, I'm right here. I've heard those humans have a game called hide and seek that they play as young humans. Was that possibly one of the games they played in the orphanage? Oh, yes, I believe we played many games, but yes, we did play that one quite often. Samoon, I don't think you are quite human. Did you know that? Well, I was telling them the other day that I've... I am aware that in some way I am a genose, but I don't know entirely what that means, but that I am human. And then Trina said that I'm not human because if I'm a genose, I can't be human. And I said, but I am human. Look at me. I am human. You see me? I am human. Well, unlike myself as an elf, I will never be a human, but I can mimic their mannerisms and understand their culture and their language and even their way of life. You are human 
but quite possibly the updated version in that updated well an enlightened version perhaps in a connection to the elements of creation nature has decided to remedy some parts of humans it particularly didn't like for example the ability to hold your breath that can quite that can come in handy that can allow you to go places that an average human could not go some might consider it a curse some might consider it a mutation but you may consider it a gift the real question is who gave it to you do you know <laughs> i have my theories oh. there are many ways a ganasias come into the world many times the ancient jinn would visit the world and find themselves a suitable mate and through reproduction pass their genetics <laughs> their genie genetics as it were along to their progeny genie genes ah uh, yes just making sure i heard that right <laughs> you did that would might be a good joke for you samoon much like your cactier i think that might be one of the reasons since you grew up in an orphanage it's quite possible that maybe your one of your parents the human parent could not take care of you there are other ways that happens um and there are more primal natural forces and that's what i mean by sometimes nature will just decide to fix something and there are many schools of thought on this and that many people think there's nothing quite wrong with the human species they don't need to be upgraded or evolved or mutated and there are some who would disagree far powers otherworldly powers plane walkers who believe that humans have had their time on the planet and need a sort of a revolution i don't know what it is for you but something tells me samoon that you may not really care that you just enjoy being who you are i do enjoy being who i am and learning about myself each and every moment but i am welcome to your insight and if you mm. have any more information i am, i would like to hear it well i am baltop's leading expert on the planes of existence outside of bonsaro and if you have these features your heritage most likely comes from the sky world it's a bit of a wild wild west <laughs> undue civilization in this current timeline but it used to be the place where many species and many powers many gods once made their vacations and in historical fashion bonsaro was created using the raw forces of air every bit of oxygen you breathe every wind that you feel every time you sneeze even the breath that comes from your your lungs when you speak all originally came from the plane of air from skyworld as of now it's just leftovers from the god's project which is this place bonsaro it's just kind of shakes his head <laughs> you you might also find samoon that as you grow older in your life um as you study and you learn more about yourself you might notice some changes you might notice yourself becoming more of a ganasi not less of a human maybe even more human there's not many people who know much about them and she stops to think for a minute and says you see her 
muttering a word and says, she says, Sterling. She closes her eyes and smiles. Says, excuse me, this is almost done. I need to be busy, but Samoon will be talking. Hopefully you're here for a while. She gets up, knowing no one has anything else to say. She begins to walk out. And within a couple hours, the young man begins to revive. The priest attends to Eldon and the sick man, and they recover what would be over the next couple days. Do you stay into the house of healing? And if not, where do your feet carry you? I would like to hear some more poetry. So I'm going to suggest that we, if you want to come, we can go back to the library, brewery, restaurant. Do they still have need of the book? No, they have completed everything. They've been able to get the diagnosis. So the book is there. And you see that a couple of the avowed are looking through it right now, including Skoda Bookworm. They're all looking through the book. Skoda looks at you, Samoon says, this is a good find. You did all right. <laughs> Makes for Sylvia takes care of your compensation. But you didn't hear it from me. It is a nice book. But uh, I would like to take it back to Mr. Crankshaft if that is okay. Because he was so generous to allow us to use it. Skoda's eyes flash a little bit and his language drops to that harsh, guttural, draconic speech. He says to you, there's nothing generous about that man. But if you must, he put, closes the book and puts it in your hands. A deal is a deal. And if he would carry the words, tell him thank you. And he leaves your presence. As he's leaving, I'm going to say in Draconic back to him, I will. He turns around and hears you say that and looks and says, he gives you a nod and a salute and then continues to walk on. And you can tell that you stopped him in his tracks, which is no ordinary feat for the busy Skoda bookworm. You return the book to Crankshaft. Without incident, the door open in like fashion, the mic and it just quickly sprouts out a third arm, takes the book from you and slams the door in your face. Thank you, Mr. Crankshaft. Oh, and. The other guy, uh, thank you as well. <laughs> yeah, the door's closed and it's closed up shop, but you see Birdie and Trina have already sat down at the bald top brew. Uh, I'd actually like to stop back at my room first. Okay, fair enough. So Birdie, you make your, you, you go to the bald top brew? Yeah. Or do you go with Trina? No, I go to the bald top brew. I just find an empty table, take off my, sh- well, I don't have shoes, but you know, just kind of make myself really comfortable at the table, mm-hmm. order a beer and just... I've I've told her I'll meet her there. Okay. Birdie is quite a lounge. It's new management, so everyone's still learning the recipes and cooking things. The food tastes a little different. Um, There's no hot beer. It's all uh, warm mold cider and mold wine and hot tea and coffee and warm drinks that are warming everybody up. Uh, Just for clarification, Samoon, where would you be occupying? Uh, Having returned the book, um, I just make it to the ball top brew. Okay. open the door or scan around for my friends seeing birdie okay. sitting there i'm just going to approach her table okay and trina to where do your feet take you uh, i'm going to go back to the room i've been staying in mm-hmm. and on the desk by the window that gets the most sun i've got a little it looks like a little bonsai tree made of redwood 
Um, and I'm gonna pick it up, and I'm just gonna say, we need to get you to a safer home and put it in my coat and wrap it up and go meet my friends. When you do sit down, um, you see Sylvia approach you and she sits down very pleased. She says, well, we meet again at Bald Top Brew. And while I shouldn't be privy to the details, I can tell that it was a harrowing adventure. She looks at your face, Trina. And let us talk about compensation. How can I help? She looks to you, Trina. Uh, I asked you for a favor, and I'd like to call in my favor. Proceed. I need to be let into the Court of Emerald to do a quick errand, and then I'll leave. You will receive supervision? That depends. What's the supervision going to do? Just accompany you on your errand. They won't ask questions? Unless you bring up one. We are grateful for what you did, Trina, but we will be supervised. We'll make it very easy for you to accomplish this errand. Okay. At that moment, you see a young tiefling man walking by. He says, hey, I'll take you in, Trina, whenever you're ready. Don't worry about it. I'll be your attendant. Uh, Pleasure to meet you. Charmed. I'll just be over here by the door whenever you're ready. Um, That's irony. She looks to you, Samoon, about your compensation. You you said you would think about it. I did say that I would think about it, and it has just come to my mind that there is a place called Skyworld, so I guess uh, any books about the Skyworld would be, I guess, a starting point. Else if anything you have on the feed. Anything I have on the feed? Fiend? The demon monsters that lurk in the dark caves of the underworld. Oh, yes, we have plenty on that. Uh, you would you would want both the book on Skyworld and the book on fiends. Yes, yes, and oh. and if also I would like, um, I would like to learn sign language, but I want to learn, like, spy sign language. Do you have any books like that? Yes, I think I could come up with something and maybe an assortment of criminal underground sign language. Very good. That's exactly what you want. I was afraid of that. Okay. Bertie. She sees your feet up on the table. She smiles and says in your henfolk language, what about your compensation? What can we be getting you? Well, I mean, do you guys have any access to writers, people who write books, journalists, anybody that can write a good story? Like an author who would write a story. You're looking for an author? Yeah. Yeah. You are quite possibly the most generous adventurers I have ever dealt with. (laughs) A guided tour, books, and access to an author at the world's leading library. Well, I mean, I want to make sure that whoever tells my story is going to tell the truth, so they have to be a great author. Folk hero status. Yeah, I'm a folk hero. Well, I have the book on your information here, and while it is 
laced with a few tall tales and indiscriminate details, we'll get that fixed and get a more accurate representation of you, Bertie. Okay. She stands up and says, you have everything you need by the end of the morning. I'll have it delivered to you. Thank you again. Thank you, Sojourners. Your time here is not wasted. I know it was no easy thing. You've been able to... What did I hear? It's like... Like being a lizard found in the common most desert places yet able to get into king's palaces. That's what you reminded me of. Anyway, I'll take my leave. Sylvia gracefully moves out of the room and Irony is sitting there kind of just doing the fawns, <laughs> listening to the music, dancing in the corner. He sees you, Trina, and gives the gunshots. <laughs> I love this kid so much. <laughs> and then you see a large, burly man with a big, well-groomed beard, huge muscles, I mean, you know, stands incredibly tall, big booming voice. He's got a large guitar slammed over his back. And he sits down with the rest of you and says, Well, hello. <laughs> I've heard you made quite the impression and you tell quite the jokes. Cactier guy, right? Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Millil. I invented poetry. And so for now, our story concludes. Every story comes to an ending, so for now we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded. And we look forward to continuing this adventure. If you enjoyed this background music and ambiance, you should check out Tabletop Audio. You can find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. And as always, may your story continue.